G'day, I'm Rowan Barker, and this is The Silver Bullet. If you've ever wanted to invest in the US residential property market, now's your chance. This week saw the launch of a $50 million property fund, allowing Australian investors the opportunity to do just that. The Cornerstone International Property Fund is open to both retail and wholesale investors. From as little as 50k, Australian investors can now access the lucrative US property market, eliminating taxation and the need for opening US tax entities. The initial focus of the fund will be on single residential dwellings in four states, Florida, Texas, Michigan and Missouri. The properties will be bought, renovated and flipped for sale at a profit. My guest today is co-founder of the fund, Michael Eager. Michael, welcome to the program. Thanks a lot. Great to be here today. So just to start off with, give us an overview of the Cornerstone International Property Fund and its mission. Yeah, sure. So Cornerstone International Fund is managed by uh, Lindsay and myself's investment management company, Condor International Property Group. Uh, Lindsay's background, uh, he's very well versed, been running a company with direct investment into the US for about 10 years. Uh, and I, my background is financial planning and financial advice. So we've partnered together uh, to, to create this new fund, uh, the first of what we hope and believe uh, will be of a few down the track. But this first one uh, focused on US residential property as an international property asset class managed investment fund. So what's special or different about the US property market? Great, great question. Uh, so look, when it comes to, to property, it's, it's a bit different to equities and shares. I think shares and equities people have now looked beyond Australia uh, and the US and beyond international markets. They're, they're quite well invested in. But when it comes to property, Australians you know, will always love property, uh, but they tend to focus solely on Australian property. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say there's anything wrong with that, but naturally, you know, investments in one part of the world, as we've found out in equities, uh, really just limits the opportunities and potential that's out there. Now, the US property market is a bit different compared to the Australian. Uh, a few to mention is that one, it has a, a lot more stable uh, investment performance. Uh, so typically, valuations don't appreciate too much across the board over time or at a much slower pace than Australian. Um, and, and second of all, the affordability of US property uh, is a lot better uh, than here in Australia. Now, of course, that does range. You know, there are some very cheap, low-costing properties and some very expensive high-end properties as well. But by and large, uh, the average price is a fair bit lower than here in Australia. And why the four states that you've kicked off in? It's Florida, Michigan, Missouri, and one more? Yeah, 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 that's right. So uh, Texas, Florida, yeah. uh, Michigan, Texas uh, will, will be our main three to begin with. Lindsay, again, has been working through the market uh, across there for, for many, many years. He's developed an extensive range of on-the-ground specialists and team members that help out in those states. Uh, so there's some very good partnerships there, uh, as well as they tend to be uh, very popular at the moment and, and what we see will continue to be over time. Now, obviously, there's a lot of uh, people, demographics in the uh, more northern states, both west and east coast, that are moving further south. Uh, obviously, for lifestyle reasons, tax legal reasons, uh, and therefore it's it's providing kind of what we're seeing here in in Australia with Queensland, uh, very positive migration, which is really bringing up demand uh, into those states in particular. We hear a lot about mum and dad investors in Australia, but property investment is actually quite complex and challenging. There are numerous barriers to entry. 
your fund simplifies all that, I presume. Yeah, that, that's correct. Uh, so even just looking here in uh, in Australia, uh, naturally when you purchase, you've got to look at a borrowing financing arrangement, uh, which is one part of it. And then you've got to consider what entity you're purchasing in, uh, commonly involving conveyances, uh, accountants and the like as well. And, and doing that uh, domestically uh, is quite a complex process. Naturally, if you look further afield overseas, uh, you've also got foreign exchange rates, foreign entities, foreign tax returns to consider as well. One of the many benefits of this investment fund that we've launched uh, is that all that's all taken away from the investor uh, in regards to responsibility. So the fund itself will complete all of those and the structures entities we've got set up in place uh, is one of the reasons why we want to get that away uh, and make it really simple uh, and straightforward for Australian-based investors to get that US international property investment part to their portfolio. And how do you deal with the fluctuations in the exchange rate? Yeah, good question. So we've uh, we've appointed uh, a few other investment experts, uh, both domestically and also in the US, uh, and economists to assist with our views uh, as a fund, as a management company, uh, on the exchange rate. Now, naturally, that can, in some cases, really benefit investors, mm. and other cases, be a detriment. So really, we're we're not we're not here to predict the future specifically, but we will take uh, a different approach as things go. We may look to partially hedge, fully hedge, um, or, or not hedge out the currency, depending on uh, our wide range uh, investment team's view on, on the fund. Your fund, I understand, has a unique structure that eliminates the need for opening US entities, takes that complexity away from the investor as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so commonly, if you're an Australian resident and you're investing across in the US with direct property uh, across there, you normally have to stuff out an LLC or, or similar investment vehicle there, which obviously then leads to US tax returns and the like. Uh, at the top, we have uh, a, a managed investment scheme, the, the fund itself. Below that, there are then a few entities. Uh, so there's, there's one here in Australia, a company. There's also a couple in the US as well. So we've done that for two reasons. One, primarily to shelter any investor here of US tax responsibilities mm-hmm. um, and the consequences that come with that. Second of all, we also want to retain profits to be able to reinvest them in the fund as well. So, yeah, through very extensive uh, US and Australian legal and tax advice, we managed to set up the structure, which we believe really benefits the investors. So what makes the US residential housing market so attractive, particularly for Australian investors? I presume there's, you know, you've seen enough demand here to start the fund in the first place. There must be people wanting to get a piece of the action. Absolutely. So there's two parts. So there's one, there is certainly a demand, but there's also a lack of supply for investors to be able to get into that side of the market. We do strongly believe that we're filling a void that firstly investors and clients will want to consider and have a demand for, of course. And there's also financial advisors. Speaking of what of myself, if you're looking for a diversified portfolio, there really is a minimal lack of options on the market out there in terms of fund structure. And if there are a couple, they tend to be uh, in campaign, which you know, if you've got growth investors or you're looking for a growth component of your portfolio, we believe it's filling a, a big gap both from a demand and supply point of view. Um, and really with the fund structure, simplifies everything. So how does your fund identify suitable properties for investment? What are you looking for? Yes. So again, Lindsay and uh, his local team, as, as well as a few other experts here helping us, uh, you know, we've got a wide range of realtors and re- market research on the ground across there that assist with identifying, obviously, states and areas within the states, counties, and then further sub-markets from there. And then we have a very 
very due diligence process uh, around identifying properties that we believe fits into it. So the, the main investment strategy uh, of this particular fund, and there are many in the US as well. So you've got um, you know, short-term apartments, also known as flipping, uh, which this fund is focused on. There's also the high cash flow yielding, um, land investment and the like. So the US is a very wide range of investment options when it comes to property. This fund here, we've been very specific. We believe uh, it provides a great starting entry point for investors that are focused on growth to get in and to get the structure of the fund set up so that it is retaining and reinvesting funds as well. So what kind of timeline and returns are you targeting in terms of people putting their money in? What is your expectation as per an average investor? How long are they going to leave their money with you? Yeah, good good question. So, uh, again, the investment strategy of this fund is short-term property development. Now, there's a couple of benefits to this. Again, comparing to the uh, you know, common longer-term property development uh, type projects. Firstly, uh, we're not borrowing within the fund for the property developments. Therefore, we're eliminating interest rate risk uh, and lowering the volatility that's commonly seen with longer-term property developments. So we're looking at uh, investments or residential properties. Uh, that we can look to develop and then sell within a, a four to six month time frame. You know, conservatively, we're going to estimate those projects, uh, given there's a few variables along that as well, uh, time on market and the like, uh, a six month window. So any property we invest in to then uh, develop over the short term, looking at about a six month window uh, and per project, uh, estimating about a, a 6.5% return after all fees uh, in, in US taxes and, and Aussie taxes for the fund. Um, are achieved as well. So a single property, 6.5% net return for investors. Now, in terms of the minimum time frame, uh, we have set it at one year. In terms of maximum, of course, there is no maximum in this case. The reason why we set one year, uh, we encourage a five-year minimum time frame, because first and foremost, it is a pro-style investment asset. You're renovating flipping properties. What sort of work are you looking to do to them? Is it are you changing floor plans? Is it just a light touch-up or is it on an as-needs basis? Yeah, good good question. So we're, we're looking at more shorter-term projects and the like as well. So they're going to be smaller touch-ups. We may redo kitchens or bathrooms, but it's not going to be a whole large-scale uh, renovation of any property. Uh, again, one, you know, we don't want to hold these properties for too long. Naturally, the longer you hold them, uh, the more risk there is. Uh, albeit we're seeing manufactured growth through development itself. Um, and, and then second of all, we believe that by doing this, uh, you know, we can be more certain in the returns we're likely to see as well. So, yeah, shorter, shorter to medium-sized renovations, nothing large-scale. And you said looking to hold or turn the properties over in about six months. So that's a key part of the strategy, is it, to try to buy and sell in the same market? Yeah, that, that's that's correct. Uh, so, again, I mean, shorter term developments, you know, we're looking at a six month window. That includes all up of, of purchase, uh, renovations completed, development completed, uh, and then sold on market as well. Now, you know, in some instances, there can be times when it can be shorter than that, uh, but we want to make sure, of course, there's quality with the work we do. Uh, we're conservative uh, in the information we pass on to investors. So, a six month window is what we're looking at. And what's your target audience for this fund? Who are you looking to invest in in this fund? Yeah, so it's open to both retail and wholesale investors. The minimum investment amount is $50,000. In terms of an investment style, it's really going to be someone that's seeking diversification and growth to their portfolio. So as investors will see when they download the PDS and TMD for the fund, 
you know, it is identified as a satellite investment. Uh, therefore, you know, it should be no more than, than 25% of someone's portfolio for investment assets. Uh, naturally, you know, you can make a decision yourself. However, we always recommend speaking to a financial advisor and they may be able to be more specific around how much uh, you may want to invest. Uh, but certainly a, a growth-focused investor that really has a, a five-year-plus outlook on this investment they wish to hold. What sets this fund apart in terms of diversification compared to, say, you know, traditional REIT or other sort of property fund? Yes. So in regards to REITs, obviously, it's not market linked. Uh, so there's no stock market volatility that you'll be seeing in regards to this fund. Again, the vast majority are both uh, domestic property funds. Uh, and if they are international, they tend to be income paying uh, or linked to the stock market. And we've eliminated uh, also offered the approach different to those. So it is unlisted, which means there is less liquidity than a REIT, for example. However, there isn't any borrowings uh, within this fund. Uh, it is growth focused. No distributions are paid. Uh, and that is in the US and international property market. In terms of renovating properties in the US, it has been really hard to find a tradesperson in Australia over the last few years. Is there similar challenges in America? Yeah, look, there are challenges. There are shortages in some cases, especially if you're, you're new to market. Uh, but again, with the existing arrangements, uh, that Lindsay and his partners uh, have had in place for many years. Uh, you know, we've essentially got them uh, at call. So uh, while headline, yes, there are same challenges there across in the US. Uh, we're very fortunate and, again, a competitive advantage that we've got a lot of them on call as well. So we don't foresee any difficulties or delays in the fund investments. It is a real advantage for you. That level of establishment is uh, unheard of in, in, a, in a vehicle like this, particularly something coming out of Australia. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Um, you know, and, and that, that's a big thing. We're, while it's a new fund, it's not a new investment strategy or investment option. Typically, it is to, to the majority of Australian investors here. Uh, but in terms of an investment strategy or vehicle, it's not new. Uh, and the, the teams, the specialists, obviously one of the founders of Lindsay, uh, have been doing this for many years. So really, it's about just changing the way the investment can be done from direct uh, into a fund itself. And then obviously, making sure a wider range of investors, advisors, licensee firms and the like are well aware of the options now available to them. And how many properties do you foresee having on the go at any given time? really depends on the, the fund inside of the fund. Uh, so, you know, properties that we're looking at are probably going to be all up costs anywhere from $200,000 Australian uh, up to about $600,000, $700,000 Australian. So, you know, it is going to vary depending on how much is, is in the fund at the time. Uh, but a big focus of ours is that, you know, we're going to have multiple opportunities and multiple deals. And then where property and developments do close and finalise, uh, we're ready for the next one as well, which will be a big focus for us. Talk to me about the difference between retail and wholesale investors in terms of their participation in the Cornerstone International Property Fund. Yeah, so at this point in time, retail and both wholesale investors uh, are going to be issued the, the same units the same investments within the fund. Naturally, a wholesale investor uh, has less compliance um, in regards to, to how they enter into an investment fund. However, they do need uh, a letter signed off by their accountant to confirm they are wholesale investors. Therefore, you know, the, the TMD doesn't apply to them as well. If they've got 30 40% of their funds that they wish to invest themselves, they can do it directly. Now, we do have future plans down the track. Uh, of which potentially a wholesale-only fund is going to be an option. Uh, so we do encourage both retail and wholesale investors to 
to invest now, uh, subject to advice, TMD and the like, and understanding of the PDS, is an select investors down the track. And so you launched the fund Monday this week, uh, this today being Friday the 20th of October that we're speaking. So 16th of October's launch day. Uh, subscriptions starting to roll in, I hope? Yeah, look, it's a bit of a process naturally. Uh, no one tends to make a decision right on the spot uh, in terms of how much they wish to invest, what entity and the like as well. So, yeah, we certainly had some some really interest, which is really positive. Uh, and we're really focusing at the moment, just establishing our brand and We've got a number of uh, client ba- potential client bases um, and partners that we are or we have spoken to prior to launch, uh, but a main focus now is really just establishing um, our brand, our name out there. At the same time, yes, we are getting some some initial interest, which is really positive and exciting too. So there's really no limit to this potentially, is there? I mean, it's a massive market, and uh, you're focusing on distressed sellers to to pick up things for sort of arbitrage opportunities, as well as uh, adding value through your renovations. Uh, obviously, that the size of the US property market is huge, uh, which presents you know, many opportunities. Also, means that it is highly competitive across there too, especially if you're new to market, which you know, fortunately we're not. Um, but yes, this fund, uh, again, is a growth fund focused on short-term property developments uh, because we believe growth for investors uh, and the hole it's filling uh, is less serviced or less well serviced in Australia. So yeah, there is a $50 million maximum investment amount. Reason for that, as we've said, look, going beyond that, uh, there are naturally further challenges to increase size. We want to make sure every investor within the fund uh, has got equal opportunity uh, and we can you know, not only achieve our goals and objectives, uh, but but seek to uh, exceed them as well. As with anything, there are economies of scale, but there is also a scale that's manageable for you and your team at this time, I suppose. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, many specialists and locals on the ground that will be helping out across a wide range of, of spectrum and, uh, and service industries. So you know, we want to make sure, again, that, that we're not sacrificing scale um, for, for quality. And that's been a big focus of ours. And again, uh, when the success of this fund kicks into gear, we will look at presenting further opportunities um, that will that will probably help clients and investors diversify uh, away from just this fund in time, depending on their risk appetite and their investor preferences. So what are the key things that, uh, that make the launch of Cornerstone, this fund in particular, unique in the Australian investment landscape? Yeah, look, we're really excited. Again, you know, a lot of it's really Australian-focused, uh, long-term property development-focused as well. So there really is a, a huge hole here um, to really service uh, investors to invest into international property as an asset class. Uh, you know, if you want risk, if you want uh, income pain, yes, there are some here. Not to say that our fund doesn't include risk, uh, but if you uh, have a growth-style fund, it's really catering for those investors um, that are looking at that. Given all that, if people do want to invest, what do they need to do? Where do they need to go? Yeah, great question, and, and thanks for asking, of course. Uh, look, we've got a website, condoripg.com.au. Uh, on there, it does have the PDS, TMD, and our FSG. From there, potential clients, investors can indicate they wish to speak to us for more information. We're also contactable at invest at condoripg.com.au as well as our contact number, 1300-228-665. As always, uh, we do recommend you know you consider your personal situation objectives. Uh, and, and seeking professional, personal financial advice is always strongly encouraged as well. 
All right, Michael, well, congrats on the launch and good luck. I hope uh, we see Condor purchasing American properties on the ground really soon. Yeah, we're very excited. I hope all listeners are as well. Thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it, Ron. Michael Eager, thanks very much. 